Welcome to Dolphin and Whale Tales, Wisdom from the Deep, the podcast that brings you wisdom, guidance, and healing energy direct from the dolphins and whales themselves. Now, here's your host, whale and dolphin wisdom expert, Anne Gordon. Welcome back to another episode of Dolphin and Whale Tales, Wisdom from the Deep. Today I want to share with you some wisdom that has come through from the orcas. Now, orca whales are really, the people love them, and they're really obvious, they really stand out. They invoke so much in so many of us and have for, for long, many, many, many years. And they either, they can also be a little polarizing. Some people don't like them because they are, they're called killer whales, not because they kill humans. There's actually never been an account of a wild orca killing a human being. But they are killer, killers of other whales. They do kill whales. And so some people don't like that aspect of them. But it's like saying you hate all lions or hate all tigers or hate all wolves because there's a balance in this world and the orcas represent that balance in the ocean. And some people do refer to them as wolves of the sea because they do hunt in pods and there's always a place for predators because if there were no predators, then all the prey species... For example, with the rat, with the wolves, if there were no wolves eating deer and rabbits, there would be way too many rabbits and way too many deer, and they would end up starving to death and die a slow and miserable death. So this world is created to have a balance, and the orcas being the apex predators in the ocean, and nothing hunts them. And in the natural world, so they are at the apex, they're at the top, and they are very good at what they do. But they're also, there's a lot more that they represent to us. And to me, they are very near and dear to my heart, because I grew up in Olympia, Washington, on right on Puget Sound, right on the water. We had a beach, my dad had a boat. And almost every weekend and many summer vacations, we were out on the water in the family boat. And we often saw the orcas, which at that time were mostly the southern resident pod that some of you, many of you probably have heard of. And they're the ones that unfortunately have been suffering lately, but I'll get into that in a little bit. But for now, uh, they're the ones that I grew up with. And I often say, one, they are my, my first cetacean love. Cetacean meaning all dolphins and whales. They were the first whales or dolphins that I ever met. And so they're, they're always very, very special to me. And whenever I saw them, which was often as a kid growing up, that it kind of felt the energy that I got from them. And if you know, like the presence of mountains or a big tree, it's, it's like this nice protection energy. And with the orcas, 
it felt almost like a loving, protective older brother was around me. Not that they ever protected me from anything, but just that energy that I got from them whenever I saw them. And of course, that's not to mention the excitement, the joy that they brought to us. And whenever we saw them as a family, it was always very, very exciting to see them on the boat. And I can remember in high school, one spring, doing my homework on the beach and watching orcas swim by as I was sitting there on the on the beach, doing my homework, look up, and there's orcas. So it was a pretty great way to grow up, having the orcas around all the time. So I'd like to share some wisdom that they have sent to me over the years. In the Southern Resident Pods, there are three pods. There is J, K, and L. And J-Pod is probably the most uh, commonly known, the most well-known. J-Pod is the one that had Granny as the matriarch. And she lived, we don't know exactly, but around, the get best guess is around 103 years old. And her son was named Ruffles because his big, tall, six foot tall dorsal fin had little ruffles in it, kind of like the ruffles potato chips, had little ridges going down. And so he was known as Ruffles. I always felt this real connection with Ruffles and always felt really just, you know, real fondly of him. And I remember seeing him many times throughout my life. And it was always very exciting. So this was one of the first communications I did with them. And this was back in March of 2011. And I was asking in meditation, how do we wake up the world? Because at any given time, there's always frustration with with people being violent, aggressive, greedy, rude, and hateful. And that's very, very hard for me to deal with. So I asked this question, how do we wake up the world? And Ruffles came in to answer. And his answer was, just keep sharing your love with an open heart. You must live your life as an example. Others will take notice and emulate it. They will ask, what is your secret? You can't force anything on anybody. If there is a difference of opinion, open up a dialogue that is calm and loving without emotions or anger. Embrace and honor them for their heart and opinions. Do not look for them to change. Drop that from your agenda. Just live your life in love and integrity with a deep calmness, and it will touch their hearts, which will allow the door of change to open and other ways of thinking to walk in, in a way where they will think it is their own ideas and hold their heads high. Wow, powerful words and truer words that I have never heard spoken. It is really important honor and respect and having a heartfelt, open-hearted conversation is the only way that true change will actually come about. And letting go of the agenda 
of trying to change them is also very, very powerful. And this came through a month later in April of 2011. We orcas are severe and regal, but we are also masters of play. Be a kid again. Laugh. Run through a field of flowers. Play silly games. Laugh until your stomach hurts. Even the orcas, who are the largest members of the dolphin family, they play all the time. Even the the southern resident pods nowadays who are suffering because of uh, lack of salmon and a lot of environmental pressures, they still play when people see them. They're still breaching, they're rolling around, they're chasing each other, they're still playing. Play is very, very important to their world. They don't focus on the problems, they focus on the joy. And this came through in June of 2011. Be strong like the orcas. Channel your inner orca. We are strong, powerful, and never abuse our power. It is a calm, quiet sense of strength and power. When you are feeling weak or fearful as a human, channel your inner orca for strength. Now there's a fun idea that we have an inner orca that we can call on any time we need to feel strong and powerful. Very, very exciting. Then, And try tapping into your inner orca. Try tuning in and bringing out your inner orca and feel that orca energy that resides within you. Now, 2011 was actually the last time Ruffles was seen. He was presumed that he had passed away. And he lived, it was over 50 years, which is a long time for male orcas. And so I tuned in to see how he was doing and if he was still with us somewhere. This is how he responded. I love it here as light and I can reach so many from here. My body was getting so heavy and slow. I am so much lighter and free now. I had so much fun while alive and loved bringing joy to humans. I still do through pictures and video, but I can assist and touch so many lives from here as a light orca. I always love hearing from an animal who has passed who feels so much joy for being on the other side. And it is true, you can tap into Ruffles, you can ask him to come in. And here's a little thing I do when I'm feeling nervous or afraid about something or say I'm walking in an area of town where maybe it's a little sketchy or, you know, just something, your heckles go up, something feels off. And so what I do is I call in Ruffles and I ask him to be with me. And I instantly feel this wave of peace come over me and knowing that he literally has my back and will protect me. And so far, it's worked. Nothing terrible has happened to me. All right, here's a couple of messages that came through in September of 2012 from the Orca Soul Consciousness. Our physical job on the planet is to keep our prey species clean and healthy. We love humans. We see them as our brethren, albeit unconscious brothers and sisters. And we, as older brothers, 
want to help you wake up. That is why so many of you love us so much. Your soul recognizes us as your older brothers and sisters who want to help you grow and prepare for conscious adulthood. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? I love that, that they really are there to support us and help us. Now, here's a message that came through from the transient orcas. Now, the tra- in the Pacific Northwest, there are two main groups of orcas. As I've talked about already, there's the resident pods that spend most of their time in the Salish Sea, in the Puget Sound, in that area. During the winter, they do kind of go out into the open ocean a bit, but throughout the summer, fall, spring, summer, fall, they are almost always in the Puget Sound reliably. But the transients are a whole nother group of orcas. They look a little bit different. Their dorsal fins are a little bit more triangular. And it's very subtle difference. But if you know them, you can tell. And the transients come and go at will. They can be there or not be there. They can, they really wander much farther and wider. And the biggest difference between the transients and the southern residents is that the southern residents feed exclusively on fish. Specifically, their favorite food is salmon. But the transients are mammal eaters. So they will eat seals, sea lions, otters, dolphins, and even larger whales, whales larger than themselves. In the Pacific Northwest, in in British Columbia, they don't generally attack the larger whales because there is a lot of seals and sea lions and some dolphins that they do prey on mostly. But in other, in along the California coast, there are transient orcas as well, and they do often hunt the larger whales, gray whales, humpback whales. So many people tend to not like the transient orcas. And when you see them hunting, it's not necessarily a pretty sight because it's not fun to watch a seal, sea lion, or dolphin being thrown into the air and attacked and bloody. No, that's not fun at all. But again, remember, there has to be a balance. And there are harbor seals everywhere up in Puget Sound. So something has to keep them in balance. It's interesting because when I was a kid, there wasn't as many harbor seals and there were very few transient orcas. Now, for some reason, there's harbor seals everywhere. There's a huge population of them and the transients are much more present in that area as well. So there's more food for them. But because they do eat mammals, many people don't like the transients. They like the idea of the southern residents and being fish eaters. So here's what, this one actually came through in 2017. And this was interesting because I was just about to, the day before I led uh, my first orca retreat up there. And they came through and here's what they had to say. We are not bad or evil. Someone must keep the seal, sea lion, and dolphin populations down to a harmonic level. We are the balance keepers. We eat the predators 
In other words, we are the apex of the apex predators. This area has been out of balance for a long time. All the predators are fish eaters and nothing has kept their predator populations in check. So now you are seeing the effect of too much pressure on the fish populations. It is being reflected in the decline of the southern resident orca numbers because they are specialists, preferring to feed only on Chinook salmon. The seals, sea lions, porpoises, and dolphins are generalists, feeding on many types of fish, including salmon. By our predations on the fish-eating mammals, we are taking pressure off the salmon populations. So the more fish eaters that we eat, the less competition for the resident orcas. So the more we are around, the better it is for the residents. The more fish eaters we eat, the more food there will be for our resident orca cousins. What may appear violent to you in our hunting methods is actually the most humane way to dispatch our prey as quick as possible. Being the top predators and eating mammals is not the healthiest way of life. The pollution in the ecosystem is stored as toxins in the bodies of the fish and builds up more and more as you go up the food chain. So the fish eaters have a lower level of toxins in their bodies than us mammal eaters because we are eating one level up the ladder. We are honored to have been entrusted with restoring balance to the Puget Sound Salish Sea even though it is harmful to our bodies by ingesting more toxins than the residents. Sure, we could eat fish too, but that would add even more competition for the dwindling salmon populations and actually destroy the southern resident orca population completely by competing directly with them. We were asked by the angels to come here and restore balance to this area so that the resident orcas and salmon populations can both recover and thrive again. We invite you humans to join us and do your part too. Human pressures on fishing, pollution, and dams on crucial salmon spawning rivers have contributed heavily to the decreasing salmon numbers. You can choose to stop eating salmon like we choose not to compete with the residents. You can also be more responsible with creation of pollution and allowing toxins to run off into streams, rivers, and oceans. Speak out to your governments about removing dams on salmon spawning rivers and by using alternative forms of energy so there will be no need for the dams. We invite you to join us in restoring balance to the earth so the resident orcas and all species of life may thrive and live in harmony as it is intended. I was blown away when I received that message because I too was not a big fan of the transients, although I understood it better. I didn't hate them, but still it was like, oh, the transients. But now I have a whole new respect for them because they have chosen to support and take the pressure off the Southern residents and help them restore, help restore the fish populations so that the southern residents can have more food. So that was really quite fascinating. Now I want to share something that's kind of fun, and that is 
when I first started feeling the connection, it's kind of like not just the connection, but the call. It was back in 1999, I really started feeling the call of dolphins and whales. And so I was like, okay, how do I get out to see them? And and I want to go spend time with them. And I looked at different trips around, but I was living in the Seattle area at the time. So I remembered going out with my dad on his boat and seeing the orcas. And so I, and my birthday was coming up, which is September 28th. And so I booked a Oh, orca watching, a whale watching tour from the San Juan Islands. And I called friends and family and said, hey, I'm going to go do this. You're welcome to come join me. It was a beautiful day. It was my birthday. And it was a really magical day because we ended up in what is called a super pod. And a super pod is when all three of the Southern resident pods, J, K, and L, are found together. And when this happens, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's an orca party. There are orcas everywhere and they're they're high excitement and there's a lot of breaching and splashing and, and all kinds of fun activities. And the boat that I went on was really fun because the captain went way out in front of the orcas and then just turned off the motor and let the orcas come to us. And he played the flute to one, to attract them, but mainly to thank them for spending time with us. And we had orcas everywhere. It was amazing. They were swimming right under the boat. They were breaching. I mean, it was like, you didn't know where to look. There was so many. It was incredible. And I really think that is what partly woke me up and really turned on the energy, that that orca, that cetacean, dolphin, whale energy to then fuel me to become who I am today. Now, I mentioned that I was leading my first orca retreat in the San Juan Islands in 2017, which was, I think, it well, it was like 18 years, almost, it was literally to the day, 18 years prior when I had been out with the orcas, and we had the super pod experience. And then I moved to California, then I moved to Panama, and I hadn't been back up to be with the orcas. So 18 years later, on my birthday, September 28th, I was boarding a ferry in Anacortes, Washington, to go out to meet my co-leader for our first orca retreat and to get ready to welcome our participants the following day. And so I was, I was all excited. It was a beautiful, sunny, warm day. And I got on that ferry and I went out as soon as it pulled out of the dock, I went out on the bow and I'm like looking everywhere. Maybe, maybe we'll see an orca. And you never know. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But just as the ferry was starting to enter the crossing the water over into the San Juan Islands, orcas, and it wasn't just orcas, it was a huge, big breach of an orca right in front of the ferry. It wasn't really close, but it was really obvious and very easy to see. I think they were transients, but it was so much fun and it really felt like welcome back. 
that it was 18 years to the day that I had been out with the orcas on that super pod day. So it really felt so much love, so much gratitude and a welcome back from my orca friends. It was really quite special. So on May in 2018, I asked the Southern Resident Orca population, what can we do to support you? Because you may have heard how they really are suffering. The salmon populations are dwindling from, from the reasons that they mentioned earlier, from overfishing. There's tons of people out there sport fishing all the time. There's commercial fishing. The salmon run rivers are all dammed up so the salmon can't spawn as they used to. And of course, there's all kinds of toxins and pollutants in the water as well. So here's what they had to say to the question, what can we do to support you? Gather in our name. When you gather and focus on us and send us your positive thoughts, blessings and healing energy, we feel it. It gives us an energetic boost and a much-needed boost to our immune systems. Many of you think of us as the apex predators of the sea, and we are. We are strong and very capable of finding our food, and we are vulnerable too. As the apex, we are at the top of the food pyramid, which means that we can easily be knocked off the peak by subtle changes in our environment. We have very little wiggle room at the top, and we can be knocked down by many things, such as diminished food supplies, toxins, and noise in our waters. This is what is affecting our southern resident orca brothers and sisters right now. Gathering together in our name is a very high calling. We are reaching out to those of you who can hear us. We call out to those who love us dearly who feel our hearts and are deeply compassionate. You do not have to be a trained healer to heal us and our waters. What we need most is your love, your compassion, and your devoted intention to holding a vision of all orcas thriving, vibrant, in perfect health, and swimming in clean and healthy seas. Do you hear our call? We ask that you gather together in ceremony, creating a circle. Within the circle, hold a vision of us thriving in clean, pristine waters. Send your love, healing energy, and compassion for those that are damaging our water and food supplies. Every time you gather, it will make a noticeable impact on healing our bodies and the ocean we live in. You can gather in person, which is the most powerful, especially if you are near the waters where we live. But gathering online or on the phone can be extremely powerful as well. If you feel called to support us, we will be deeply honored to receive whatever you can do to help us recover our clean oceans, state of health, and to restore our population back to sustainable numbers. It is not too late for us, and we desperately need your help. In the last few years, we have lost many of our friends and family, including our oldest and beloved matriarch, Granny. We have lost almost all of our newborns, our hope for the future. We are deeply saddened at these losses, and yet we have hope, for we know in our hearts that we can survive these current challenges 
and with your help, we are guaranteed to survive and thrive. Do you feel our call deep in your hearts? Such a touching message from the Orcas, and I know you are feeling called. So do what you can. Obviously, in today's times, it's not we're not supposed to gather in big numbers, but you can gather online. You can gather in groups. You can think about them in meditations. Hold this vision of them being healthy, vibrant, and thriving. And when this came through in 2018, many of the, almost all of the newborns had not survived that year. The good news is in the last year, all the babies that have been born are surviving. So that's looking really, really good, but they still need our help and anything you can do to gather and in their name will support them to, to survive in today's world. Now, the orcas being, if you think about it, they represent the true balance, living in true harmony with their environment. And they're much more conscious of it than you and I are about living in harmony with our world. As humans, we're not so good at that. But the orcas are very, very aware of their position, as they've shared with us today, about being apex predators. And they are in balance. And the beauty is if you look at them, they're black and white and they're almost evenly black and white on their body. So not only do they represent living in harmony, but they physically have this balance of black and white, the dark and the light, much that we learned like from the Commerson's dolphins. They also have that black and white. We learned from them in a previous episode but the orcas are the same. They honor the dark, which many can think of when you are a predator. It can be dark, it can be violent, but it is part of life. And as the transient shared with us, it's actually as humane as possible, which is amazing that they are even conscious of that. Most predators are not. It's just whatever is quick and efficient for them, not so much the prey species. But I think that, again, that balance, when it's quick and efficient for one, it's quick and efficient for both. And so I just wanted to share the orcas with you today. They're very, very special animals. They're iconic. They are the apex. They will, they evoke emotion, whether it's positive or negative in people. And so explore the orcas Tap in and see if you can call on your inner orca. Invite them into your dreams, into your meditations. They're amazing. And I want to share with you a meditation that I had that was really powerful. And I was born as an orca male. And Ruffles was my father and Springer was my mother. And if you don't know who Springer is, Springer was a little orca calf who was separated somehow from her family, from her pod. And she was found just off of Seattle by herself. And she kept approaching boats and people weren't sure what to do with her. They figured out what pod she was from and they actually captured her 
and relocated her to where her pod was in the area. And they were going to try and hold on to her for a little while and, and build up her strength. But her pod came by and she broke out and she went straight back and rejoined her mother. And she's that's many years ago now. And she is doing just fine. She has become a mother herself. She, I think she's had several calves now. So a really amazing success story. But in my meditation, Springer was my mother and Ruffles was my father. And I got a real sense that they held a vision of my highest potential with no limitations. And I saw myself as this young orca male growing up and I grew up to befriend a young indigenous man. So obviously this was in my, it was in my meditation. It was, you know, kind of pre-white man days, even though Ruffles and Springer were not around. It's, it's a meditation, right? And I grew up to befriend this young indigenous man and we became great friends. We would touch foreheads as a connection, greeting. We would fish and hunt together, swim and play together. He would ride me, standing on my back, holding my dorsal fin. I would swim along alongside him, racing each other, him in his canoe. His village rejoiced in our friendship, for he taught them how to be one with nature as I had taught him. The more you reconnect and merge with nature, the more you are in the flow of nature, the flow of abundance. The people of the village had a hard life of surviving before he met me. After, the village followed his lead and prospered and thrived. Which was a really cool meditation. It was so much fun. I just loved that feeling. And the most powerful bit for me was knowing the vision of my highest potential with no limitations that my orca parents had for me. That was incredible. And that very same night, I had this dream. And I was in Friday Harbor, which is on San Juan Island. And I was in this building and someone said the orcas were in the harbor, which does happen in real life. So I went out to see them. And I went down about five to six feet from the water's edge. And the shore in my dream was this marshy grass. And this baby orca came up onto the grass, like she slid right up onto the grass directly towards me and right into my arms. It was amazing. I remember the excitement and the feeling and, and the feel of her skin. And we just stayed together for the longest time. And other people started rushing down and crowding around because they wanted to engage. And And Ken Balcom, who is a a really well-known orca researcher right there on San Juan Island, who I know, and he showed up in my dream. And another scientist came down and Ken told all the others to leave us alone. The orca clearly had come for me. And after an, uh, another minute or two, the orca baby kind of turned on her side and wriggled back into the sea. And the dream felt so real. It didn't feel like a dream at all. And I remember, it's funny, because I remember when I was in the dream, saying to myself, when the orca was in my arms, and I was holding her and hugging her and loving on her, that this is just like in my dreams. 
because I've had many dreams where orcas come right up to me, either I'm on a boat or a dock on the beach and I can touch them. So right after that, this is some messages that I tuned in for. After that powerful dream, obviously, there was clearly some strong orca energy flowing in. And here's what the orcas had to say. It's time to bring the world back into balance. The reason you humans suffer so much is because most of you are disconnected from nature. Even if you spend a lot of time in nature, you are still disconnected. The key is to merge with nature. Become one with nature. By merging with nature, you will step back into the flow of nature, which is where the flow of abundance lives. Most of those who have a lot of money are not in balance either. They have mastered the game of money, but are not in the flow of nature. Many of them are still in fear and greed with their money, or they are unhappy in other areas of their life. That is not being in the flow of abundance. Being in flow means abundance in all areas of your life. It is time to return to nature. Come back to the way your life was intended, at one with nature, in the flow. Spend time in nature with the intention of being at one with it. Become a part of it. Remember that you are not separate from nature. You can even merge with nature completely inside a building surrounded by unnatural things through meditation. Being at one with nature is a state of mind that can be achieved anywhere. You have been caught in a vicious cycle of separation. Humans' egos started believing themselves separate from nature and more important than nature. Then they started struggling as a result of the separation and struggle They developed limiting beliefs like money does not grow on trees. These limiting beliefs increased the struggle. This caused you to isolate yourselves and separate yourselves even further from nature. It is time to break the cycle now. Nature is the most dominant force on earth. Why fight it? Fighting it is exactly why you struggle so much. The human ego which caused the separation now thinks it can overpower all of nature. How arrogant. Return to nature. Return to balance. Return to abundance. That is the natural way. The way life is meant to be. As in nature, where abundance is everywhere for all life, including humans. Reclaim your rightful place in the flow of abundance now. Make it a daily practice. Make it second nature. Wow. So there you have it. And I I love that they used a pun, second nature, when they've been talking about nature. But really, the point is, it's all about reconnecting with nature, getting back into balance. We can't control the whole world, human world and what else is going on. But we can control ourselves and how we can be back in connection with nature. We can be back in balance. and We can be back in abundance, which is the natural state. I hope you've enjoyed these messages and this wisdom from Orca today. And as I shared in the beginning, they are very near and dear to my heart, always a strong presence in my life. And I hope you too can open up and connect deeper with Orca 
connect to your inner orca and connect to nature, to balance, to abundance. This episode of Dolphin and Whale Tales is brought to you by Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats. Immerse yourself in the healing energies and connect eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart with wild dolphins and whales in Hawaii, Bimini, Mexico, Panama, French Polynesia, and more. Dive deep into connection at whalewisdomretreats.com. So until our next episode, many whale and dolphin and orca blessings to you. Thank you for diving deep into the wisdom of the dolphins and whales with us. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Get more information at whaletalespodcast.com.